Hey, what is going on, you sexy individuals? So, welcome back to The Atlee Show, where today we're going to be reviewing the movie Megan. And let me tell you all a little something before we dive into this. So, usually, January movies aren't too good. Usually, they're pretty much dumping grounds for studios, for companies as a general whole to dump their movies that they're not really excited for and just kind of leave them there to die. Right. And with the exception of a few, and this is going to be one of those very few, I usually do not get too excited for January movies at all. And the few exceptions are, I think Scream was one of them last year. That was a good movie. Wasn't my favorite Scream movie ever, but it was a great movie all in all. Underwater was another one with Kristen Stewart and this one. But usually, companies just kind of throw in their movies that they don't want to put a lot of money behind or a lot of backing or advertisements and they just kind of dump them into this month. And man, oh man, I'm so, so happy that we actually got a movie that didn't feel wasted because the marketing for this, and I followed Megan's Twitter, obviously on Twitter, and the build-up to this movie, the fact that she was even in a halftime um, thing for the NFL was awesome. And it felt very like, I wouldn't even dare say Cloverfield, but the build-up to it, the marketing, the strategy behind it was absolutely incredible. Um, although this movie has some flaws, and I will greatly get into those as well as my likes about this movie very soon um i might get into spoiler territory in this um i'm gonna try my best not to just in case there are people who haven't seen it but i'm just gonna go ahead and mark this as a spoiler movie just simply because i don't want people to have their experience ruined just in case um they want to go see it but this movie was absolutely incredible guys there were flaws they were um Moments that I was like, that could have been rewritten or, you know, reshot a little bit or something like that. But it didn't ruin the movie at all. And with that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and dive into this so I won't keep you all forever. But this movie, if you haven't gotten seen it yet. Oh, also, side fact, before we even dive into that, this movie, I think. I saw on an article made was only costed the people $10 million to make, but their opening weekend made 30 million domestically. And I think in total 40 million or something like that. And um, so are we going to get a sequel to this movie? Absolutely. Am I down for it? Absolutely. But the one thing, and I'm going to go ahead and dive into the stuff that I kind of don't didn't like about the movie um, just to kind of get those out of the way so we can end the podcast on a more positive note, um, is the one thing that I hope for if they decide to uh, come out with a second film is that they make it an R-rated movie. Okay, so I've heard that with the marketing of this film that they had to reshoot some scenes to kind of dumb it down so it can be a more PG-13 rated film. And so it could be readily available for a brighter or a broader audience, right? So it's not just like 
oh, only adults can go see this film. But this film would have been so much better if they would have simply have made it an R-rated film. And this movie was directed by, I totally forgot to introduce the uh, cast and everything of this film. But this movie, and I have it pulled up right here, just in case I forgot, like I just like I just did. Directed by Gerard Johnstone, and it's casted by Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, Amy Donald, and Jenna Davis. Now, Amy Donald and Jenna Davis both played Megan. I think one of them was the voice, and I believe that was Jenna Davis, and Amy Donald was the actual, like, person that played Megan. And I didn't realize that until probably a day or two before the film that anybody even played Megan. I thought it was just, like, a full animatronic kind of thing. And um, so I did not realize that that was an actual human being under that, and I thought it was just fully robotic, which is... Now that I say that out loud, it sounds very stupid of me to even assume that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that's pretty cool. And by the way, big shout out to Violet McGraw. She um, was absolutely incredible in this film. And But every time I see Allison Williams, I cannot help but think about the movie Get Out. Because that movie Get Out was so great that I feel like it just... She is that, and I, I understand that I shouldn't think that way, but, like, she did such a great job, and um, she did a great job in this movie as well, guys. But she did such a great job in that. I'm like, it is so weird seeing you, like, the full-on good person in a film for the very first time ever. So it was just a weird, like, you know, thing to go from, like, last seeing her and get out to being all of a sudden a good person in this film is pretty awesome. But um, anyway, this movie, by the way, is listed under a horror thriller sci-fi. But it should be kind of a horror comedy because some of the shit that Megan does in this movie, dude, she is violent, but she is also hilarious. It reminds me similarly of Chucky. And um, you will get that a lot, by the way, in this film. Is You will get, obviously, with a killer doll on the loose. Um, you're going to get a lot of similarities to Chucky, obviously. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Chucky's the OG, and you're obviously going to take a lot of similarities from that. You're going to take a lot of inspiration and all that cool stuff. But the one thing that I wish that this movie did, that kind of like Chucky did, was it. I wish it would have went to that R rating. Because there were scenes in this film that, if it had an R rating, and if this movie was about 5 to 10 minutes longer, so some of the kill scenes could have been dragged out a little bit longer. And they could have done a little bit more touching up on like the gore, on the actual kills themselves. Then it would have probably bumped up the rating of the movie overall by a good point or two. Um, but it doesn't, like, it isn't enough to really take away from the movie, right? But it's enough to kind of be like, dang, man. If only they were to just go there, you know, and have that R rating, then it would have been absolutely phenomenal. But that's like my biggest complaint about the movie. But it's just some of the acting. I mean, I wouldn't even say acting because it's like I can't act to save my life. So who am I to critique? But like some of the dialogue felt a little off. Like there were just lines that were in there just to kind of push the movie through. And it didn't really feel like it added anything to the film itself. 
Um, there are some moments in there where you're just like, okay, they kind of needed to just put this in here in order to push this narrative or this, um, you know, this line in the movie or whatever, right? And it it kind of, I wouldn't say awkward, it made things awkward. I wouldn't even dare say it made things awkward, but you're just kind of like, man, we were kind of on a little domino effect here, but um, that kind of halted things a little bit. You know what I mean? It just kind of felt off. And like I said, it, those moments in the movie weren't a lot. It's not going to be enough to really say like, oh man, that just totally dragged me out of the movie. But it it felt a little off at times and that's all. So those were like my big kind of um, downers about it. And I didn't don't really want to expand too much on the downers because I don't want it to seem like I hate the movie so much, but rather I did enjoy it a lot. And I loved a lot about this movie. And I feel like this movie was very creative, very, um, it had a really solid story. And speaking of story, let me tell y'all what this movie is even about. We're nine minutes deep. And I didn't even tell y'all what this movie is freaking about, man. So I'm going to read you all the synopsis just simply because um, I'm kind of horrible at explaining things on myself. But when Gamma, that's the uh, person played by Allison Williams, totally kind of forgot your name. I'm sorry. When Gamma suddenly suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphan eight-year-old niece, Caddy, Gamma is unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gamma decides to pair her, Caddy, with Megan, a prototype to attempt to solve any kind of issues that, like, Caddy may be dealing with. So, Megan is pretty much paired with Caddy, and Megan is the super-duper um, advanced AI technology who kind of picks up on conversations who kind of does um, in behaviors and stuff like that. And once she's paired with Caddy, um, she will do anything to protect her. And she's also paired with Allison um, Williams' character as well, Gemma. But um, by the end of the movie, you kind of see where that goes. And this is kind of when we're going to go into spoiler details because um, it's hard to talk about this movie and have a lengthy podcast without kind of diving into details. So this movie also kind of touches on consumerism and greed and corporate life and stuff like that and how we have an ongoing kind of uh, selfishness in a way that like um, that this movie brought to light. And although the message in that in this movie about that wasn't really expanded on a huge deal, there was a lot of corporate greed and um so Megan, she pretty much is creepy from the start, okay? So she is creepy from the start, and it all starts out with this freaking dog. And by the way, I, see, I, I saw this movie twice. I've seen it twice, and I've had really good crowds in both of them, and I think that probably enhanced the experience a little bit more. Didn't know why I needed to throw that out there, but I did. But um, it all started out with this freaking mean dog who was a butthole and she, that was her first Megan's first kill because she Megan pretty much sees anything that can be quote unquote a threat and kills them. Right? So her first victim was a dog 
And I'm not going to lie to you, when that dog died, I'm a big, 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 big animal lover. Don't get me wrong. I love animals to death. I've worked with them before, and it was probably my favorite job ever doing that. Um, But that dog was a douchebag. Mega douchebag. (laughs) Mega douchebag. So when that dog died, okay, I was kind of like, oh, man. So Megan isn't the bad guy here. She's kind of like an anti-hero, right? And even after that kill, right? Her uh Allison Williams care or Gemma's neighbor is kind of annoying. So her neighbor is very loud and um knows it all, right? So that was I believe the second or third death. It might have been the second or third death. Um I f- genuinely feel like she got what she deserved because she was a freaking butthole who kept calling the cops on Gemma every five minutes during the movie so she gets got right she gets got and I'm like you know what maybe Megan isn't necessarily so bad but rather just misunderstood right rather than just misunderstood so we get to around the third kill and it's this freaking boy who's a butthole to Megan right um Picks her up in a campsite. They're at this campsite at this point. Picks her up and slams her on the ground in the woods. And next thing you know, Megan starts crawling demonically towards this guy. And he gets hit by a car. So we're three deaths in. Right? And I'm thinking, you know what? I kind of like Megan. I kind of like Megan. Just simply because she is an anti-hero. In my opinion. And then, all of a sudden, this employer of Gemma, who figures out what Megan is, and, you know, all of a sudden, because the whole, like, side plot is that, like, this employer, this guy is um, trying to one-up his competition, so they're making toys and stuff like that for little kids. And um, he sees Megan and thinks that this is going to be the next big thing. And... All of a sudden, he wants to start manufacturing these Megan so they can start pushing it out and all this corporate stuff and all this stuff that I don't really like. And um, (laughs) and next thing you know, they're in this kind of like basement area, right? Um, By the way, Gemma has um, two friends that she's working on Megan with, right? And... This is when I realize that Megan may not be as good of a person as I thought. That's when she decided to go after them. So Megan's tied up to this like thing in order to keep her put. And that's only because um, Gemma is realizing that Megan's starting to kill people. And freaking Megan wakes up. Okay. EMPs everything, so all the technology is down, and then almost hangs the guy in the group, and then switches up a flammable gas and almost explodes everybody. Okay, and that's when I'm starting to think, huh, maybe Megan, maybe Megan just isn't as good of an AI as I thought. <laughs> like maybe she isn't as good of an AI as I thought, and 
that's when I was like, okay, Megan, you're off to a really good start because I feel like everybody up to this point has deserved it. Now, granted, was I a little hard on like the neighbor and the dog, possibly, because but I feel like that dog didn't come off to a good start in the start of the movie. Okay. And that lady was spraying chemicals in the yard. And she was loud and annoying. So maybe, maybe I was a little harsh. Maybe I should say that they didn't deserve it. But like a part of me was like, okay, thank God I don't have to hear that freaking lady's voice ever again in this movie. So maybe that's why I was kind of ridden for her a little bit. But I don't know. Anyway, um, so Megan almost kills the two friends. They ended up getting out of there alive by the end of the movie. And then this employer guy, I gosh, I wish I remembered his name. Hold on, I'm about to look it up because this is going to absolutely bother me. And I probably should have um, figured this out right before this podcast being made. But this employer was, his name was David. David is like right below the big, big guy. So he kind of gets everything moving and stuff like that. And David is in like this like basement kind of thing with a bunch of hallways and all of a sudden Megan peeps up around the corner and this is when you get the infamous dance scene in the hallways and let me tell y'all one thing I did not expect that to be as I wasn't even it wasn't even funny but like I wouldn't expect it I didn't expect it to be as creepy as it was right because at that point, I realized that, like, if I had a little AI, Megan, four foot tall Megan coming after me, I would absolutely shit my pants. I would shit my pants so hard. Okay. If I had a little freaking four foot tall Megan dancing, knowing that she's going to kill me, or at least try to, I would, I, I, I would probably die of a heart attack before she even had the chance. To kill me. But anyway. And this is one of those scenes when I wish like it was R-rated. Because um, he eventually runs towards an elevator. But I guess it's David's assistant guy is in the elevator. David's a douchebag to everybody by the way. But he ends up trying to close the, close the elevator, elevator before David gets in. And then I think Megan throws a machete and ends up getting David in the back. David survives. But that's one of those scenes when I wish it was R-rated because that scene could have been a little bit gorier and a little bit better and a little bit more fine-tuned because I feel like that scene was rushed a lot. And um, I, it's just one of those things where I wish it, I were to see an extended film. But I did hear, by the way, that they're coming out with an R-rated one on like some kind of streaming service. So I think we're going to be seeing an R-rated version of this. I don't know what streaming service it was going to be on, but that will be fun. And I would definitely be checking that out. So at this point, we're having Megan just kind of going on her killing spree. And then we get to the final climatic. Okay. And um, Megan escapes this whole center because they want to showcase her to the world. But she ends up uh, escaping this little con center thing that they want to display her at. And go back to Gimba's house where both Gemma and Katie are, or a caddy. And um, this is when we get to the final act, the final chapter where Gemma is now fighting Megan and we get a 
final fight scene that felt really rushed. It felt rushed because I don't know what happened, but it felt like it could have been about three or four minutes longer-ish. Now, I will say, Caddy does do some, like, Transformers-type stuff with a other robotic that Gemma has in her little studio area named Bruce. And that little, like, two minutes where Caddy gains control of this bigger um, machinery, this bigger robot, and starts going to town on Megan because she realizes that Megan is actually not a good AI doll. That was awesome. It actually gave me chills both times watching this movie. It gave me chills, and I that was freaking awesome, okay? And I will say the brutality of the final fight was pretty fun too, okay? And I just wish that like some scenes in this movie were just extended out a little bit and some some other were some others were kind of like cut short and edited and you know just edited differently and um but it would have been see cool to see a more extended version of that final scene and yeah that's all I'm going to say but overall guys the kills did impress me the most it had a pretty decent story and I will say the characters in this movie, I didn't really connect with them too much. Um, I understand that they tried to get you emotionally attached to Caddy because she did lose her parents, and that's why she was orphaned to uh, and adopted by Gemma. Uh, and they did showcase that at the start of the movie. But like, this was a movie that it, I think it realized what it was, and it was just a fun, evil AI doll movie who the main characters have to eventually defeat. And this movie, I think, showcased that it is possible to have a AI doll that isn't Chucky and have it be fun. Because even with all the flaws that this movie was or had, it was a really fun time. It, like I genuinely had so much fun seeing Megan be creative, be evil be sadistic because like even throughout the movie the way that that megan looked at people or looked outside or looked you know was set up in the corner she could be in a therapy room and had being shot in the corner of a therapy room and you can just feel her presence there so every time that megan was on screen you felt it right you felt it and that's what i love the most about it is that when you when you feel the presence of the evil character, like, because like some movies just kind of fail that, uh, fail at doing that. That's that's what most that's what impacts me the most about horror movies is that when you can just feel feel the tension there. You know what I mean? So, um, this movie was a fun time. It went by actually really fast. Um, I wish it was just a little bit longer, and I wish I think a lot of the issues that it could have that I come across with this movie at least it could have been fixed by a simple R rating. Um, and just because it's an R-rated movie, that doesn't mean it's like Saw, um, Saw-rated. You know what I mean? Like it, it can be R-rated and have a little bit of gore, but not be too much. You know, and everything that James Wan touches is absolutely magic. And um, I love James Wan. He was, I think, part of the storytelling of this movie, and um, you know, he was a writer and or 
and he also created the story. Um, he everything he touches is absolutely magic, and this movie, if I were to rate it out of ten, it would probably be a good seven, seven out of ten, because it was just a fun movie. If you if you go in there with the right expectations and you know all that stuff, you're gonna have a really good time, and. I loved it. It was great. Um, there were some really funny moments in this movie. I understand that, like, some most of this podcast has just kind of been me kind of kind of critiquing it, and I don't mean to critique this movie too heavily because at the end of the day, it is definitely recommended that people go see it. I had so much freaking fun, and the scenes uh, were fun. It was a fun little story, and um, I say little story. I didn't mean it like that, but it was a fun story to follow, to watch, and I've seen it twice now, and I definitely recommend you go see it. It's a fun movie. So, with that being said, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to my thoughts about this movie. Appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys, and I hope that you all are having a happy life. And with that being said, I still do not know how to close out these podcasts, so I'm going to go ahead and shut up and let y'all go. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Stay safe. Bye.